Hi everyone. Welcome to Martech Brain, a netcore initiative where we speak to the best brains in Martech and delve deep into one topic. My guest for today is Rahul Anders, CEO of LSI Micro Marketing Service India, popularly known as MMS Inc, which is into market segmentation, customer analytics and consumer data. It's a fascinating field and we're going to delve deeper into Rahul's chosen topic for today for our conversation market intelligence. So Rahul it'll be good for us to get an idea on what MMS Ind does and then we'll go deeper into the area of market intelligence. Hi Rajesh it's a pleasure to be with you here today and to discuss exactly this and uh, first of all also hello to the audience to everybody um MMS Ind is an Indo-German joint venture and we have started in 2010 here in India. Um, I myself, uh, co-founding CEO of the company, have come from Germany. Uh, my background, in fact, is uh, half Indian, half German. But so to say, everybody uh, in the Indian side of my family, the cousins have moved west. I decided as literally one of the few, the only one to move east uh, at a certain point of time. We started this company here to bring into India the concept of micro-marketing. And what you do over here is you really segment and segregate large complex markets, which would be geography-wise, the cities, the rural areas, into subsets of consumer homogeneous behavior classes or behavior groups. There's a element of course to it to build an economic segmentation which is the household level income information uh, there's an element also to it which is a psychographic segmentation which looks at identifying a consumer type more of an orientation and aspiration classification let me give just maybe an example why these two segmentations are today not only important but they are from the beginning, the, so to say, the moment of individualism, they start to occur. Just let's think about a young techie that is living in Bangalore and has just his first job uh, from uh, a company where he's a Python developer and came to the town from a different region in the country. And let's take a merchant and trader who has been all his life in the city with a couple of stores. And both of them have, let's say, a monthly earning of one lakh or 80,000 rupees. Now, will these two people be but the same type of consumer? And from BSFI to retail to any kind of business, they will, of course, say, no, these two people behave very differently. And they are by income. They could even be by age and also family status so to say, socio-demographic twins, but they will still have a different mentality which expresses itself and comes out that they will spend their money differently. So what for me personally has always been also a very interesting aspect is to analyze and identify these uh, existing um, behaviorism and at MMS Inc, what we have built uh, in this journey of a decade now up to today is 
segregating down to the individual residential buildings for total urban India and for rural India down to the individual village level of these 6.4 lakh villages. What is the customer behavior in lifestyle affinity, segmentation, income, and product purchase affinities? We have built up a lot of partnerships here. We have got today a lot of data partnerships, which also you require since we are not uh, maintaining any feet on the street ourselves for door-to-door -door household level survey. So Raul, what you're really doing is, if I can summarize it, is there is no, of course, PII data, but what you're doing is taking, you're, you're breaking up India into, I think, small sort of micro grids, micro cells. And then each cell, you are basically saying, this is the, um, um, uh, this is the income level. This is the spending patterns of people. You're sort of um, clustering people together or, or, or giving every zone in India, the small zones, um, uh, a profile, right? Absolutely, Rajesh. Uh, micro cells can be really where a high riser next to a slum is in Mumbai, very, very small. They are still flexible in size. But what is very important when you work with anonymized transaction-based information, which we consume to build the income, to build the lifestyle segmentation, because outdated census or sample surveyed households do not yield anymore that precision, which over here companies need when they do digital advertisement, where also our segmentation helps to enhance over here uh, consumer profiles linked to advertisement IDs, or they want to identify within the same pin code, within the same locality, which of my small Kiranas to uh, have what kind of product mix over here so that the optimal distribution of my product happens against the customer profile of a micro location, then we are doing this today without PII information, helping companies to enrich their own customers or do a very, very close-knit uh, location analysis, far more granular than the general market structures like pin codes or localities. And, and the power of this comes, I mean, if you take an example, like if a bank has, say, um, uh, of course, millions of customers, but what you are saying is that typically for every, <coughs> excuse me, for every customer, you could potentially give them a code which identifies uh, the customer, uh, gives the bank an idea of what is the income level of that person in that uh, area. And therefore, uh, what is the uh, business that the bank should be doing with that customer? And you can do that pretty much uh, across the country. Exactly, exactly. One of the use cases over here for banks is that not in all cases of their customers, they have a recent documented income. Also customers which are a little bit with a vintage with the bank. And secondly, also we know how promiscuous over here we consumers interact with not only with one financial partner, that means I might have with one bank investment with another bank, I will have my regular salary account and perhaps even a third bank, my credit card. 
So each of them will be missing on cornerstones of my actual composed customer potential. Um, and the banks are seeking the information not only for upsell cross-sell, but also with the angle to a geospatial analysis. Let's look, for example, at the uh, secured or unsecured real-time uh, loan issuing over here. Um, a lot of customers with a credit score real-time check do not get populated with a credit score. Uh, so what in that case can banks typically do? The credit worthiness to location is nothing new. That also over here clusters occur in the market where one would have default behavior or so to say green light areas where one can feel safe about nothing is going to happen unpredicted uh, with regard to uh, loan default, uh, defaulting and payment defaulting. That is very clear, but it has been done typically on pin code level. Now let us have a look, even in a city like Mumbai, a posh pin code, Bandra, pin code 50, we have a great diversity in these areas. So, also over here, a micro market segmentation has to kick in to deliver the next level of um, precision required. I cannot discard, neither approve totally on pin code level any consumer requests because both of them will yield the dangerous corners of either losing business or buying into fraud. Not fraud, but buying into customer negative behavior. This is uh, very interesting because what it really does is at a micro level, at what you call a micro market, it gives uh, businesses insights into their uh, target or potential uh, customers. Yes, exactly. And um, at the micro market level, it is built because it uses uh, these kind of information data sets, which come really from transaction based uh, levels. So we have corporations with online platforms, we have corporations with uh, telecom or companies, OSM, also anonymized financial status records are used. But it is always the situation that you have to over here, safeguard data privacy. And uh, also like this, we see that with the latest amendments to the data privacy guidelines here in India implemented in 2018, it goes finally into a overall international uh, same direction like GDPR, uh, where the sustainability of such kind of consumer segments like we have done that abroad, only comes uh, into life once you also, from the very first moment, uh, honor data privacy, consumer data privacy, which is absolutely what we also do when we work with clients or when we have built our segmentation. And it's a very interesting aspect uh, also with regard to this year, 2020, uh, the life is changing, a new normal is there. 
or is coming up. And uh, while, for example, tie-ups with online platforms here in India like Swiggy, Zomato, Flipkart have uh, resolved for a lot of retail business the last mile delivery, it is also still that the direct-to-consumer aspect is so important now because the uh, consumer does not come anymore into shops so easily, will not be visible like you and I see each other now, so to say, over the counter. And uh, if I would need to serve you as my customer, I would also look at the appearance and in the moment decide what products to offer you. This is all now in the dark. This is all now, so to say, something not uh, directly visible as if uh, shopkeepers judge the uh, prospects of customers walking into their stores. And one has to see that one gathers over here information about consumer profiles, which help you to identify who to roll out what. And uh, the need of the hour is indeed consumer insights, but also from a perspective that they can be appended to somebody from whom I don't know the name, from whom I don't know already the phone number or an email address. So if I again leverage sources, sources of information which would require this personal identification tag, I might not be even able to resolve my uh, situation. So we work with this micro-market aggregation and also cutting out even at a building level the PII information, especially also uh, to serve these ports of usage. Uh, one question for you uh, is that them, uh, you've, uh, are there companies globally, say in the US or other markets, which, which do something similar? Yes, for sure. So we know, for example, uh, Axiom, which is a globally well-established company, uh, which has got also partners uh, with local data companies across more than 50 uh, different nations, which over here implement the, the uh, consumer segmentation market analytics in a similar way also uh, safeguarding data privacy. Uh, further, one can look at AC Nielsen, Experian. Uh, last but not least, also uh, Claritas, who has actually been built in the way of the PRISM segmentation for the very first time, segregating consumers into um, lifestyle affinity classes, not only by specific products and um, income into economic classes. And if we expand uh, the kind of questions, so what are the uh, uh, questions that you typically get that companies are looking to answer or marketers also are looking to answer uh, with the services uh, that MMS uh, offers? It can be from a location perspective that a QSR sector brand comes and says, we are in the business of coffee shops. Um, where do we add in Bangalore our next 10 locations? We need an overview 
on the existing coffee shop network. We need an overview, uh, which would be the high priority location. Um, that can also be that somebody comes, I've got three possible commercial vacancies for deciding upon one to open up my coffee shop here, my restaurant, my store, which one should we take? And uh, in that case, in our geomapping platform, where the building precise GPS scores and customer potentials are combined, you do location analysis with drive time, uh, irrespective of the administrative boundaries and anything which is limited to pin codes or locality locations. Or another business comes and says, we are uh, having customers from whom we do not know what other further products we could market to them. That could be general insurance, uh, receiving uh, incoming motor insured customers, but whom to roll out then home uh, insurance or a real estate company who gets a vast amount of prospects, but then looks at, okay, who to retarget now with what kind of offering? Do we have an understanding in what kind of real estate purchase class somebody has a likeliness to go? Also, with regard to what we discussed, a bank does not have necessarily for each customer uh, sufficient amount of transaction-based information to mold through themselves, understanding very precisely customer potential. So over here, external information bridges the gaps. Yeah, and that's very helpful, I think, uh, to understand really where so many different applications of, of what you're offering. So I want to uh, cover one more element, uh, Rahul, uh, what you said earlier is that there is a very wide array of data inputs that you are aggregating together. So uh, this data is basically transactional data, uh, demographic data, geographical location data, all kinds of data is being put together, right? And, and all of this. So you get a full consumer or a full 360 degree view of, of, a, of a geographical uh, micro market of a small area. Yes, that's right. So there are different categories they are anonymized transaction-based information aggregated to location. So also this will be not, of course, something accessible to a name of a customer of a business or uh, the amount of purchase or in that way further PII information, but by product categories, how much have been sold to people living in a particular location. Then there's also uh, information which we at our end uh, collate and put together ratings of the commercial and residential habitat, we call that, which is today um, looking also at how in cities, how across the total country on micro level, the locations have evolved. Because one thing we want to still be cognizant as, uh, about is that there's a general principle, birds of a feather flock together, which today also identifies that people of a like-mindedness uh, live together. And that also are clusters that manifest 
geospatially in cities, in uh, smaller towns, in rural areas. So it's one level that one gathers over here information pertaining to individual behavior, but you blend and merge that together with territorial data. And that, of course, is now nothing anymore where a human touch can uh, actually uh, manage all of this. So you have to feed this into SPSS, Cognos-driven cluster and factor analysis, AI algorithms, which compute then what are income classes to cover all expenditures which you collate pertaining to a micro location or they interpret over here from the input data what brands people have been purchasing to build the lifestyle affinity segmentations out of this. In both cases, the input data doesn't vary, but it is the algorithms which are also set differently to carve out different viewpoints. And Raul, uh, the, the coverage that you have today is across urban and even rural areas, right? It's got a, uh, the same ideas can apply into um, small and large uh, at the village level also. I think, um, yes, that's right. I think where we have changed is the granularity, but not the coverage. So what you try to do at the beginning is already set up a model which will show you uh, how to, you can segregate from Himalaya to Kerala, the total country. Uh, at that time, we were not that granular, even 10 years ago, already that model, which we rolled out as version one of our market intelligence platform, India, is a different one than today. Today, we have evolved using further sources having also uh, over here deeper insights with our clients on the behavior, how the trends have evolved. Uh, so what we can say today, which is for example, really residential building precise has been at that time at the start point square, uh, half kilometer grids or square kilometer grids in which you would uh, typically like a tile uh, system segregate markets more on a mathematical way. Uh, today, we are completely um, of these mathematical market segregation agnostic, looking really at the clusters of different um, consumer behavior as they occur. We also have uh, a much more close-knit update cycles possible than it used to be because a lot of more um, also very dynamic input data sets have come in over the years. Yeah, I think I've, uh, I've seen you and MMS evolve a lot through the years. I think we had first met about six or seven years ago. And I remember that time you, I was fascinated by this idea. <laughs> this is the country and you can break the country up into 500 meter or one kilometer by one kilometer squares and then estimate. And you're saying now, so at that time it was, uh, now it's really down to even smaller levels at a building level that you're able to uh, give insights uh, to, to, to customers. Yes, professional groups. Um, just think also how, for example, complicated or uh, how dense also in metro cities, wall to wall different uh, 
consumer segments reside next to each other. There can be a gully next to a high-riser, a shanty next to a tower. There can also be a, a railway worker colony next to a very posh uh, three-wing apartment gated community. Uh, that is all part, uh, of course, of also the explosive dynamic of this country and its cities and its markets and its locations, how they develop. I think it's been a fascinating evolution and very good insights I think, into the world of uh, market intelligence. Uh, and uh, I think uh, uh, it's really interesting in terms of you know, the, the level of detail uh, that can be got, the augmentation of data or the enrichment of data uh, that can be done and which can then be used for decision making. Uh, so fascinating view, uh, Rahul. And we come to the last uh, segment, uh, which is what, what I call the five ones. Um, so what is one future trend or technology that excites you? Uh, a future trend that really excites me is obviously also something where I can think again of consumer data to be used. I find that uh, very exciting how one can actually reach consumers today on their mobile phones with very targeted messages. Uh, there is, of course, also the great responsibility to act ethically and not uh, over here uh, use uh, private data, consumer uh, private data, but how you can today send push messages uh, knowing uh, device MAID, knowing then further to whom this device belongs and uh, reach today consumers with relevant information. There's also a growing landscape of uh, a lot of offering. If I today want to have a loan, I do not need to go like 10 years, 15 years ago to a bank. The least people actually do that. There are so many options I can get uh, so many different apps in my app store shown, which promised me I'm Neobank X, I'm Neobank Y, and I can do a real-time approval of your loan. So my, my options are uh, scary, uh, diverse, and huge. And at the same time, what technically fascinates me is that we can reach in real-time consumers and where we bundle in the back end consumer behavior and consumer profile data together. Yep, uh, I think this whole world of sort of micro targeting, omni-channel personalization, um, I think is, is very powerful and it's, and it's a continuously sort of self-updating uh, world where the more people sort of reveal about themselves through their actions, behavior and transactions, the better it gets. Uh, for brands and for uh, the customers. That's true. So one uh, trend or tech that has disappointed you over the years? Um, the same thing actually, Rajesh, just <laughs> used not in the right way. Got it, absolutely. That means starting off, and that is maybe a little anecdote I can say because I have been uh, till 2010, born and brought abroad. 
in Germany, also did my earlier professional years over there. Uh, the moment you set uh, up over here in India and you have a phone number, which was maybe six months uh, old, and you also use one and the same phone, not like two or three numbers, <laughs> which I only understood then very quickly also what benefit that is. You get a vast amount of marketing calls on, on your phone at times of any, at any time of the day from a background, which, which would be sometimes so not me and also not uh, applicable to me. Whereas I had uh, always also other things on my mind for which I would have potentially been interested to have information. So uh, the accessibility of individuals today, uh, not only via calls or SMS, comes with the great responsibility to make it a great uh, and very useful experience, but also can be very off-putting. So I'll put that up as the twin to both of your questions. Absolutely, I think very nice angle on that. Uh, one good book recommendation? Um, one good book recommendation, not in a recent book, but a book that really also made me think. And I, I tried to extrapolate out of it Something even on the personal level is that uh, book, Blue Ocean Strategy, uh, which I find interesting because it says that you come out of a bloody competition uh, of the Red Ocean, while also over here just not uh, aligning to the general practices. And um, we at MMS Inn, for example, have also not uh, done yet a huge amount of marketing. We are, so to say, a word of mouth product over the sense, over the 10 years. And uh, I find very interesting over here that you have to always look at whatever you invent, whatever also strategies you put around it, it has to be the experience which it targets. It cannot have um, only the invention as center of your action or just adding another strategy as a different procedure. It also has to have the um, quality of an experience. Otherwise, if that emphasis is not there, then the benefit of a new technology, also the benefit of a, a strategy just evaporates and then you're victimizing yourself also that uh, you are laying out something where then, so to say, others can hatch the eggs which you have. Very well put. put. And uh, next question for you is uh, one uh, good person or podcast to follow. Um, I would also need to say I don't have one person. What I find right now interesting is... Uh, something called 99signals.com. Uh, that's a mix of statements, opinions, blogs, all around marketing, uh, latest trends from content marketing, social media marketing. Um, what did I, just recently I read something which was everyone hates marketeers, which is a nice, uh, and very true thing, uh, it's, a, it's a guy called Louis Grenier, 
uh, who over here interviews um, marketeers. And uh, these were like, for example, also Seth Godin, Nir Iyal, or mm. Rand Fishkin. And the podcast focuses on helping listeners to get uh, more website visitors, more leads, more customers, and more long-term profits by using good marketing. So it's a little bit with a humor and uh, uh, more of cynical uh, comments also on some of currently today executed marketing strategies uh, that I find always refreshing. So I try to keep myself a little bit open to also what, uh, let's say, hub platforms put up as different bloggers, uh, again, yes, I have to say data, marketing, consumers, that's definitely what interests me. Right. And finally, uh, one key driving belief in your life. Um, personally and also professionally, I would say uh, don't do to others what you also not want others to do to you. That has been taking my, my personal life and also my professional life actually always with a good intuition and also with a staying on the right side uh, forward. So um, I think it's when you are in the responsibility of running a company and also have employees to take care of and um, also in this year, I think every business, every company, especially uh, people who run a company or are responsible in uh, higher positions had to suddenly at the beginning of a pandemic for a moment also rethink whether something could happen to their business and how to react to that. So uh, while, while I would say this is like the healthy yin yang, or karma, like uh, one would extend that to a concept well-known here in India. This is what I try to follow on. Great words of wisdom. Uh, thank you very much, Rahul. Thank you very much, Rajesh. And friends, uh, that was yet another edition of uh, Martech Brain. We spoke with Rahul on the wide world of market intelligence. You can check out his site, uh, MMS Ind. Thank you for listening in or viewing us. We'll be back with a new edition of Martech Brain next week. Thank you. Thank you very much.